Welcome to This is Robotics, radio news, podcasting news and commentary from around the world. Please join us for today's radio news report with your host, Tom Green, for news, analysis, and commentary from the wide world of robotics. Radio News is a production of Asian Robotics Review, your most trusted news resource in global robotics. And now, here's Tom. Welcome, everyone, to our last show of the year, coming to you from the last week in December of 2022. I'm Tom Green, your host and fellow travel companion for this edition of This is Robotics Radio News the number one robotics news podcast worldwide. And thank you, our global audience, for making us so popular. We launched This Is Robotics Radio News in August of 2021. Here in December in 2022, less than a year and a half after we started, we're in the top 5% worldwide of all podcasts according to Podcast Host. So thank you very much. We have a very cool and interesting program on tap for you today. Upcoming, we have a heartwarming and fantastic story called China's Christmas Miracle. You know, uh, during uh, November for Thanksgiving, we have a favorite story that we do, and that's uh, the story of Pittsburgh being reclaimed from the abyss by robotics. And here in December, we also have a favorite called China's Christmas Miracle. It's about how China went from 88% of its population in utter poverty, making $2.06 a day, to having the largest middle-class population in human history, larger than the entire population of Europe. And it's all due to one man, Deng Xiaoping, the diminutive, he was only 5 feet 2, paramount leader of the People's Republic, who in 1978, at the age of 74, changed China forever. It's an amazing story. It's our Christmas story. But China's story is followed up by top five robotics tech trends for 2023. It's uh, part of our What's New in Robotics column that we do partnering with Robotique. The experts have made their forecast, and we've got the top five robotics tech trends for 2023. There are some picks. Hang in there with us, Father. We've got another food icon going robot as well. This time, it's donuts. And the reason why robots suddenly have a sweet tooth is very interesting. Then we recount the disastrous near collision in outer space from last October when the International Space Station had to hot-foot it out of the way to dodge some very dangerous space junk. Which begs the question, what the hell is space junk? And how can robots clean things up? We've got some very unique solutions to share with you. And oh, by the way, going to have a colonoscopy anytime soon? There are 19 million annually in the U.S. alone. Well, this time around, you may be in luck with only having to swallow a teeny robot. And if that's the case with your next colonoscopy, you can thank some fascinating new tech on the rise that's called Capsule Robotics. Capsule Robotics will be our concluding segment, but here's a little food for thought in passing. In November of this year, planet Earth passed the 8 billion passenger mark. Interestingly, out of those 8 billion people that now reside on planet Earth, a full 1 billion human beings will live in slums. By 2050, when we're at 9 billion people on planet Earth, there'll be over 3 billion of us in slum. Slum dwelling is rising quickly. 
automation of agriculture, construction robots, and 3D printing of homes need to make an impact in 2023 and beyond for us to alleviate that crushing situation that's headed our way. Okay, now let's get on with today's show. Welcome again. China's Christmas Miracle and what it means for robotics. What this meant for robotics and automation is is truly incalculable. Funny things happen when you give people hope. This is a story about hope. The central thoroughfare in Beijing, the main drag, is named the Street of Eternal Peace, or in Mandarin, Chang'anji. At Christmas time in 1978, the operative words on Chang'anji Street were not eternal peace, but rather eternal poverty, utter poverty. In 1978, 88% of China's population, after a day of brutally hard work, each worker made less than $2.60 a day, no more than $300 a year. That meant that in 1978, 88% of all Chinese went to bed poor and got up the next morning without any chance to be anything other than poor. And their children, they were looking at a future of no better than being like their parents, poor. Then it all changed. On December 18, 1978, at Beijing's Hotel Jingzi, all of that grief and hopelessness would be forever changed for the better. In 1978, the road to modern China was about to be born. The same modern China that the International Federation of Robotics reported 168,000 industrial robots were sold in 2020. That's 3,500 industrial robots each and every week. In 1978, China bought zero. The architect of that magnanimous Christmas moment of birthing modern China on the 18th of December was a diminutive guy named Deng Xiaoping about whom Henry Kissinger said, I developed an enormous regard for the extraordinary little man with the melancholy eyes. Melancholy, as Victor Hugo once described it, is that twilight state in which suffering transmutes into a somber joy. On a gray December day, the man with the melancholy eyes announced what is today known as China's Christmas miracle. Into this impoverished land and his woefully impoverished people, he said, we need large numbers of pathbreakers who dare to think, explore new ways, and generate new ideas. Otherwise, we won't be able to rid our country of poverty and backwardness, or to catch up with, still less surpass, the advanced countries. To walk with giants, you must be a giant, a quiet giant, but still a giant. He proposed that China learn from the example of other richer countries, allow workers and peasants to vie, to get ahead, so those with a better standard of life would inspire others to work harder. And he proposed that provinces and enterprises be given the power to make decisions and try new things. Take Haya, for example. You know them. You see their logo on the back of air conditioners sticking out of people's windows. Well, they're a very successful home appliance manufacturer in China. When Deng entered the hotel that day in December of 1978, Hire was an unsuccessful state-run company making refrigerators that never worked. Zhang Rubin took it over and built it into an international colossus, which last year had a revenue of $38 billion, and along the way even bought GE appliances. What has transpired in China ever since 1978 is more than astounding. It's never been done before. 
In all of human history, no matter how big the country or how large its population, it's never been done. It was, in effect, Roosevelt's New Deal, the Marshall Plan, Eisenhower's interstate highway system, Kennedy's New Frontiers, and Johnson's Great Society all rolled into one massive megaproject for a billion-plus people. It's simply astounding. In the three years, 2011 to 2013, China used more cement than the U.S. used in all of the 20th century. 6.6 gigatons. No one knows what China might look like today if that Christmas gift had not been delivered and opened in 1978. We may have on our hands an epic-sized North Korea with accurate ICBMs. One thing for sure is that the International Federation of Robotics wouldn't be gushing over the tens of thousands of industrial robots sold in China every year. It said that China, by 2050, will have in operation more industrial robots than the rest of the world combined, something like 9 million. Poverty in China has gone from 88% to less than 6%. China now has a brand new middle class of over 500 million people. That's a middle class larger than the entire population of Europe. Ezra Vogel, author of Deng Xiaoping and the Transformation of China, said of Deng, who in the 20th century had more influence on more people? Deng did what China had been trying to do for 150 years and couldn't. For the full story, please see the free PDF download at This Is Robotics page at Asian Robotics Review. These days, on the Street of Eternal Peace, or Chang'anji, everyone is feeling a whole heck of a lot better about themselves than in 1978. <laughs> Merry Christmas, China. What's new in robotics for 2023? What's new in robotics is produced in partnership with Robotique. From SMEs to multinational companies, Robotique helps manufacturers simplify their processes with easy-to-use automation solutions. So what's happening here at the end of 2022 uh, as we look towards 2023? Well, the experts, forecasters, and crystal ball gazers have thought long and hard and have now offered up the top five robot tech trends for 2023. Intelligence, mobility, autonomy, adaptivity, and cybersecurity. So why these five? What's so great about them? According to RoboGlobal's paper, Disruptive Trends to Watch in 2023, the year 2023 is going to be an inflection point for industrial robotics. Experts are forecasting that five separate but highly interrelated tech trends are beginning to arrive and integrate into a single system. That system is now quickening into what is being called the Internet of Robotic Things, or IORT. The five tech trends, intelligence, mobility, autonomy, adaptivity, and cybersecurity are coming together to form a system in which, and I quote, intelligent devices can monitor the events happening around them, fuse their sense of data, make use of local and distributed intelligence to decide on courses of action, and then behave to manipulate or control objects in the physical world. If the end game for manufacturing and logistics is to have robots operating autonomously, that's completely unattended, then collectively it makes a lot of sense to have all five of these capabilities resident in an industrial robot, mobile or otherwise. 
It will take all five of these tech trends to successfully do the future jobs to be done. The Boston Consulting Group makes a pretty good bet that the combo of intelligence and mobility will be two of the most important. Artificial intelligence, writes BCG in its research paper, How Intelligence and Mobility Will Shape the Future, will allow robots to handle unsupervised, unexpected situations. Swarm intelligence will increase the flexibility of mobile robots to share and alter tasks on location. And imaging systems will enhance inspections, analysis, and movement. Then comes autonomy. In autonomous systems, writes RoboGlobal in its top five trends across robotics, AI, health tech for 2023, sensors and algorithms that can automatically detect and classify objects and determine distance are paramount, while perception technologies used for behavior, planning, route planning, and motion planning are beginning to take center stage. With this advent of autonomous robot systems, BCG believes many customers will shift away from buying core robot systems, such as an arm, a controller, or end-of-arm tool. They'll change into purchasing broader modular systems comprised of the core as well as the edge controllers, machine vision software, and AI for smart and autonomous activities, among other emerging innovations. Then comes adaptivity Industrial robots and cobots, say the experts, are limited in the tasks that they are capable of performing. Challenges as to speed, safety, accuracy need to be addressed. A new capability is now necessary for robots and cobots to expand their task horizons, and 2023 will see what could be the next big thing, the rise of the adaptive robot. As Roberto Negero writes in self-adaptive cobots in cyber-physical production systems. He says, robots are fairly capable when performing tasks that are repetitive and demand precision. However, a hybrid solution comprised of adaptability and resourcefulness of humans cooperating in the same task with precision and efficiency is the next step for automation. A new or third-generation robot or cobot is needed that will interface better with AI and machine learning task variety, and humans. What's being called the adaptive robot or cobot will be as advanced as all the other disruptive technology that is now in force at factories, warehouses worldwide. Robot and cobot engineering designs have remained basically unchanged for decades. Now it's time to change. Patrick Gundawar, in his article, Adaptive Robots, A New Era Has Begun, says that first came the next-generation robot dubbed the collaborative robot, a cobot, which introduced force detection and ushered in a new era of human-robot collaboration. Adaptive robots are the third-generation robot. They have more technology that makes them adapt to their environment. And the fifth trend, cybersecurity. That's going to be a monster one. It's already rearing its ominous face into the world of industrial robotics. Remember Struxnet, 2010? Struxnet, as it came to be known, was unlike any other virus or worm that came before it. Rather than simply hijacking targeted computers or stealing information from them, it escaped the digital realm to wreak physical destruction on equipment the computers controlled. 
Once again, to wreck physical destruction on equipment the computers controlled. These days, such physical destruction could easily target robots, claims Alias Robotics, a private cybersecurity firm that specializes in detecting, investigating, responding to, and preventing data breach incidents. A recent article from Telefonica, Robots, Cybersecurity, and the Future of the Industry, noted that Alias Robotics has found more than 100 vulnerabilities in different robots for various clients that could easily paralyze production or be the entry point to accessing sensitive information. Going forward in 2023, the robotics sector needs to reverse insecurity and digital attack vulnerability. And Tika Uriate, Chief Strategy Officer, or alias robotics, claims that robots today are as vulnerable as PCs were in the late 1980s. Intelligence, mobility, autonomy, adaptivity, and cybersecurity. Come year's end 2024, hopefully well before that, we'll find out if these five tech trends receive the attention that they so richly deserve. Another food icon goes big time for robots. With cobots elbowing themselves into the food business, like with White Castle Burgers and Chipotle's Chippy, the tortilla chip-making cobot, both, by the way, from Miso Robotics, what about confections and the sweet tooth crowd? Are robots in their future as well? Well, yes. Another food icon goes robot, Krispy Kreme. The 85-year-old North Carolina-based donut giant is going robot. Robots will be taking on frosting and filling donuts within the next 18 months, says CEO Mike Tattersfield. Globally, according to Statistica, revenue from donut sales is $50 billion annually. This time around, it's not the cobots are just replacing hard-to-find employees. For Krispy Kreme, Cobart Arms will also save big on the bottom line by automating what is currently a very expensive manual process for making donuts. Get this. The company currently spends more than $100 million on labor for donut production in the U.S. alone, of which $60 million is related to post-production labor that includes icing, inline filling, train, and boxing functions, which can be automated, says company officials. Krispy Kreme has begun testing new technology in its shops that would cut back on repetitive labor and expects to automate about 18% of its total donut production over the next 18 months. The company expects the investment, which so far has cost $6 million, to produce $2 million in annual savings. That's an ROI on its new robot workers of three years. By 2022, fiscal year-end, Krispy Kreme estimated it had 5,400 points of access in 30 countries, bringing in approximately $475 million in total revenue. By 2026, it's projecting more than 12,000 points of access in 45 countries, with plans to bring in more than $660 million in revenue. All of which means that Krispy Kreme's sweet tooth for cobot automation is going to get very much sweeter very fast. Space junk is a growing menace high above our heads. Think it's a good job for robots? Space, the final frontier. 
Captain James T. Kirk and his Space Trek compadres may have a hard time leaving or returning to Earth unless the Enterprise has a huge bumper on its nose to push through the gazillion chunks of space debris surrounding good old Mother Earth. Low Earth orbit is overcrowded with space junk that jeopardizes manned and unmanned missions. Low Earth orbit or LEO is an altitude between 160 and 2,000 kilometers straight up, or 99 miles to 1,200 miles straight up above the Earth's surface, the sweet spot where satellites like to hang out. Motley Fool points pointed out there's a junkyard orbiting Earth. Tens of millions of pieces of space junk pose a clear and present danger to satellites. Wow, that's strong. Is anything being done about all this dangerous space debris? Scientific American replied with an answer saying, space junk removal is not going smoothly. That doesn't sound too encouraging. So we took a look. Low Earth orbiter LEO is looking at more clutter coming its way. SpaceX Starlink intends to orbit 12,000 small satellites by 2027, which is six times the number of satellites currently in orbit. On the doomsday side of things, there's the Kessler effect, proposed by NASA scientist Donald Kessler in 1978. The Kessler effect is like out-of-space dominoes going wild, uh, colliding space junk, hitting each other, and setting off millions of other explosions, which could make Leo totally unusable for anything. The future of spaceflight, manned or otherwise, may well be in jeopardy unless we can clean up the mess we've made since 1960. But is cleanup even possible? It seems like a perfect scenario for robot trash collectors, or maybe a gigantic space-born Roomba cranking up to suck up all that bad stuff. From 2009 to 2019, at least half a dozen collisions of active satellites with inactive space debris were recorded. In 2019 alone, a defunct Russian satellite narrowly missed colliding the Bigelow Aerospace Genesis 2 experimental habitat. And in a second incident, a European space agency Aeolus satellite had to fire its thruster to avoid colliding with SpaceX Starlink communication satellite. As more and more satellites are put into orbit over time, joining the 5,000 satellites already up there, the chances increase that one of the nearly 130 million items of space debris, from pieces the size of paint chips to some the size of a Greyhound bus, will collide with a working satellite or rocket, potentially setting off the Kessler effect. All of this debris is traveling at nearly 18,000 miles per hour, that's faster than a bullet exiting a gun. A single paint chip almost took out the International Space Station. The CEO of Iridium, Matt Desch, which has got 30 dead satellites up there that won't deorbit for 100 years, says it's not economically feasible to go and deal with space junk. DARPA wanted to and proposed Operation Phoenix, which Congress declined, saying that private companies should be taking on the job instead of the government and its taxpayers. Well, how about robots? China just launched a robot into low-Earth orbit, capable of scooping up debris and other space junk left behind by earlier spacecraft with a giant net. Imagine that. Like the golden net of the Greek god Hephaestus, they have a net that's going to scoop up some of this larger pieces of space junk. Called the NEO-01, the net-bearing space robot was launched on March 6th. The 66-pound or 30-kilogram robot was developed by a startup in Shenzhen uh, called Origin Space. 
Then there's the American aerospace giant Northrop Grumman, which just launched its Mission Extension Vehicle, or MEV-1, on a mission to prove that it can intercept failing satellites, remove them from traffic, repair them, and place them back into orbit. That's, that's quite a trick. Also, there's Japan's answer, the end-of-life services by Astroscale, which is a spacecraft retrieval service for satellite operators. The end-of-life services, which successfully demonstrated repeated magnetic capture for debris, docking and removal, seems to be a fairly viable answer. It consists of two spacecraft, a servicer satellite and a client satellite. Launched stacked together, the servicer satellite has been developed to safely remove debris from orbit equipped with proximity rendezvous technologies and a magnetic docking mechanism. In March, Astroscale confirmed the successful launch of its mission. This marks the start of the world's first commercial mission to prove the core technologies necessary for space debris docking and removal. Another approach to the problem hails from Europe, where Swiss startup ClearSpace has announced it will begin preparing this year to launch a mission in 2025. Its goal to remove a 100-kilogram jettison Vesper upper stage rocket orbiting roughly 400 miles above Earth. Working on a $130 million contract for the European Space Agency, ClearSpace will send up into space a tow truck, a tow truck robot to grapple the Vespa, then move it to deorbit so that both it and its prize burn up in the atmosphere. If this demonstration project is successful, it will be the first time ever that a satellite has been used to sweep a bit of space junk out of orbit. Then there's another one called the Remove Debris Mission from the UK. It will perform four innovative active debris removal experiments beginning in October with the deployment of a net, here's another net, a net developed by Airbus in Bremen which has been designed to capture a target CubeSat or Cube Satellite. A harpoon, get that, a harpoon. A harpoon developed by Airbus will be fired from 20 meters to penetrate the target. And once harpooned, removed debris craft will deploy a large drag sail to speed up the deorbiting process of space junk into the Earth's atmosphere where it will burn up. Amazing. Well, the bottom line here is, can any money be made from any of this? which Iridium CEO Matt Desch says is hard to do? We'll have to wait for the robots to give us the answer. Colorectal cancer is the second most common cause of cancer death worldwide. About 2 million new cases of colorectal cancer are detected every year. The mortality rate is very high, almost half. Colonoscopy remains the gold standard procedure for early detection. However, colonoscopy causes pain, discomfort, and potential damage to the colonic wall. What if there was a better way? Well, thanks to Capsule Robotics, there now is a much better way. In the future, all surgery will be non-invasive. Anyone who has experienced the odd discomfort of a colonoscopy would no doubt readily opt to swallow instead a 22 by 11 millimeter medical device, about half the size of a wine cork, that can perform the same procedure as a colonoscope and much more. Technology for such a new medical device has been developed. It may be at an inflection point that, much sooner than later, pushes it into the marketplace for widespread use. With an astounding 19 million colonoscopies performed annually in the U.S., 
Capsule Robotics could dramatically reduce the average $3,000 cost of the procedure, not to mention the relief from dread from millions of patients. A new study by Pierre Dupont et al., called A Decade of Retrospective Medical Robotics Research from 2010 to 2020, explains how instrument-free non-invasive diagnosis and therapy inside the digestive tract will be performed through a new branch of robotics, capsule robotics. Around the year 2000, given imaging, now Medtronic, put forth the possibility of collecting images deep inside the bowel just by swallowing a pill. It revolutionized the field of gastrointestinal endoscopy and sparked a brand new field of research. The major challenge, integrating complex mechanisms, including an adequate power supply into a pill-sized device. A breakthrough approach has arrived. Magnetic actuation. Solve this limitation. The use of magnetic coupling bypasses the need for intricate mechanisms and reduces onboard power needs. This form of actuation manipulates the capsule containing an embedded magnet via an externally generated magnetic field. This mechanically simple arrangement can precisely control capsule orientation, motion, and navigation. Basically, capsule robotics combines the use of robotics, computer vision, and advanced magnetics, enabling even non-expert users to effectively perform magnetic colonoscopy which, of course, is an awesome consideration. The medical expense and the forecast of a 16% increase in procedures would be drastically reduced. Capsule robotics for robotic endoscopy is non-invasive and inexpensive for colonoscopies, as well as in a variety of applications where navigation in unstructured environments is required, such as catheters, pancreatic endoscopy, bronchoscopy, and gastroscopy. Maybe soon, when your doctor schedules you for a colonoscopy, you can ask for the pill. Well, dear friends, we've come to the close of another This Is Robotics Radio News podcast. Many thanks for coming. We sincerely hope that you enjoyed your brief stay with us, found the program interesting, and had a few takeaways that will stick in your memory banks and power your day along. Thanks also to Global Robotics for being such a wonderful source for news. Please remember... If you have news to share, requests, kind words, or a bone to pick, please get in touch with us at news at thisisrobotics.com. Once again, news at thisisrobotics.com. As a production of Asian Robotics Review, we hope you visit the site regularly. And please, sign up for our twice-weekly newsletters. It's painless. Just your email is all we need. So long. Until next time brings to a close today's edition of Radio News. As always, thank you for your interest and attention. Until our next report, please be sure to click on over to This Is Robotics, the online news column at Asian Robotics Review. Also, look for This Is Robotics Radio News at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Pandora. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, this is Radio News, signing off. Have a great day.